Moncrief on News Talk. Stuff that changed the world. The mobile phone, the internet changed the world. Penicillin, I would have thought. I would say sanitation. It changes everything. Yes, Simon Tierney joins me as always. Take a look at this time on Mondays. Take a look at inventions and things in life that have impacted the world greatly. And this week, Simon, it's the handshake. Tom, yes. Uh, this is something that a couple of people mentioned to me recently saying that they're missing handshaking with the pandemic. It's been outlawed. Are you, uh, are you missing the handshake? Yes, I, I always kind of go in for it and then I have to stop myself and pull back and, and remind myself this isn't allowed anymore. And then I feel uncomfortable and I'm not really good at the, the bump. It's, it's just not the same thing. The elbow bump. It's not. I feel nothing in no, it. I'm not into the elbow bump or the the fist bump or the ankle mm. bump or any of that carry on. Um so, yeah, it goes back a long way. I mean, one wonders why we do it. Uh, people say, well, academics suggest that the, the gesture began as a sort of a peace offering. So when you shook hands, it proved to the it proved that your interlocutor wasn't holding a weapon because we generally shake hands with our right hands Um and you would be holding a weapon with your right hands because most people are right-handed. Which brings up the question, um, what do left-handed people do? And I'd love if the listeners could tell us, because if you can imagine for a second, are you right-handed or left-handed, Tom? I'm right-handed. Right-handed. Yes, if you I imagine am. for a second, if you can even remember how to shake hands, because it's been so many months since you've done it. But if you put out your left hand, it feels so awkward if you were going to shake someone's hand. Is that an experience that our left-handed listeners are having all the time? Is it? Does it feel unnatural for left-handers to shake hands well, with their right hand? I wonder too, you know the way left-handed people often get a bad reputation and in school there were, there were efforts in a lesson like in time to kind of beat it out of you and make you right with your right hand. Was that that they, they didn't trust people with their left hands? Because if you went to shake somebody with their right hand thinking, well, that's their weapon hand and they were left-handed, they could still stab you. Well, that's the thing. And the trouble with it is that if a left-hander was going to insist on shaking hands with their left hand, you know, what is it, 70% of the people who they'll be doing with will be right-handers. So it's a tricky mm. one, I, unless, you, yeah. unless you're unless you a left-hander and you only shake hands with other members of the left-handed community. Um, they really restrict your movements, I think. There, now, the other thing, we don't know. The other thing, Tom, is that one study in 2015, it showed that um, they studied a load of people doing handshaking naturally and they found that 25% of people will sniff the palm of their hand after they shake hands with someone. Now, what is that about? Yeah, what is going on there? Now, I think the idea is that you are trying to pick up some sort of chemical signal from the film of scum that you might have scraped mm. off the other person's hand when you shook hands with them. It's akin, I think, the scientists suggested that it's like when one dog goes up and sniffs the arse of yeah. another dog. That you're trying right. to communicate with the, your with the other animal, and there okay. is something about that with humans. I mean, can you imagine doing that now with the bang of COVID off everyone? No, no, raising your hand to your to your face. Oh, God, <laughs> so many bridges <laughs> yeah, crossed. There. Outrageous behaviour. Never, never. 
So tell me a little bit about this, the early references and when, when we first started seeing depictions and, and recordings of handshakes. Yeah, so this is the study of dexiosis, uh, a wonderful word, uh, Tom. Dexiosis is the pictorial present representation of handshaking. And this is a, an ancient um, illustration in the history of art. We have to go back to the 10th century BC, when to find the first ever pictorial reference to handshaking. And that was um, the Assyrian king Shalamaneser III. Um, Assyria, of course, is what we would describe today as that kind of border area between northern Iraq and southern Turkey. And he's shaking hands with a Babylonian ruler. Babylonia being that ancient city just south of uh, Baghdad today. Um, And they are sealing uh, an alliance together. So this is a very formal, almost like they are signing on the dotted line of this contract of peace that they're going to have with each other. And that's very much what's happening in the early illustrations of handshaking but it is so prevalent I mean even Homer described it in detail in the Iliad and some of his other works as well he said that the handshake has three functions first as a symbol of agreement or oath Secondly, as an offer of comfort to the bereaved. And of course, that's something that we Irish can really relate to. When, when we were allowed to go to funerals in large groups, it was very, it's very important for Irish people you know, to queue up and, and shake the hands of the bereaved and have that moment of connection and, and, and uh, sympathy for their loss. And thirdly, Homer described the handshake as a pledge of trust. And of course, these all seem like obvious things to us now, but but they were very, very powerful images often used for propaganda in ancient Rome. And I was surprised to come across, I'm not a big coin head, but I came across some beautiful ancient Roman coins recently. And it's extraordinary, Tom, how prevalent the image of the shaking of, of a handshake is on Roman coinage. Um, if you, we look at the ones from... 68 to 70 AD. This is when the civil wars were kicking off in ancient Rome. And almost all the coins have a representation of two hands being shook. Right. And they were almost propaganda images because one coin I saw said Fides Praetorium, which means... um, uh, loyalty of the Praetorian Guard to the state. Okay. And the Praetorian Guard, of course, was like the, the secret service in America. They were the last line of defence for the emperor. So there was this idea of engendering loyalty in the armed units of the of the Roman Empire in order to sort of prevent civil war. It wasn't very successful, of course. Right, so it was a uni- well, certainly in Rome, it was universally seen as, as a really, you know, loyalty and and fidelity and all of that. Um, one thing, you know, hand in hand, as it were, with, with handshaking is the doffing of hats. So how does that all tie in with the whole thing? Yeah, so hat doffing is something that we might not be familiar with now, but when gentlemen wore hats until relatively recently. I was watching planes, trains and automobiles the other day and um, Steve Martin never takes off his hat. So it was people, gentlemen wore hats up right up until the 1980s, particularly the older generation. And hat doffing was very important. Um, This is something that began in the Middle Ages when a knight entered a castle um, 
he would lift his mask, his armory mask, in order to show his face and show that he was coming in peace. And this continued with hat wearing. And the idea of doffing your hat is different to taking your hat off. So the idea developed from then until the 20th century that if two men met each other and they were wearing hats, all they had to do was doff their hat or even just touch the rim of their hat. You'll see that in cowboy movies. Clint Eastwood will just kind of touch the top of his hat. But if um, Clint Eastwood meets a lady, he must remove the hat. Just doffing or just touching the hat is not enough and it would be considered rude not to remove the hat. And indeed, if you have a conversation with a woman, to hold that hat in your hand for the the entirety of the conversation and not to replace it on your your head until she's she's left the the room or the space that you're in. Beautiful level of of formality there, may I say. Um, To go back to the handshake, in America, it's actually popularised by the Quakers. Yeah, the Quakers are big handshakers. Um, Of course, handshaking exists in the Catholic tradition as well. It's more the kind of the sign of peace. It's the, the joining of the hands. But the Quakers introduced it in the 18th century and it was a way for them to develop their ideas of equality and eschewing hierarchy and social rank and things like that. And there was a certain kind of feeling of equality about a handshake. And they introduced it at the end of their services and they really kind of popularised the idea in America. And then, of course, in the 19th century, Century in both American society and British and Irish contexts, European, well, not so much continental Europe, but England and Ireland, it became much more formalised, the handshake. Um, there is countless, I, on this slot, I often refer to the etiquette manuals of the 19th century. And once again, they don't let us down, Tom. There's one reference with regard to the handshake, and it says, a gentleman who rudely presses the hand offered him in salutation or too violently shakes it ought never to have an opportunity to repeat his offence. So the the Victorian handshake, it needed to be firm, but not too strong. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it takes the Victorians to put, they they bring in rules for everything really, don't they? The Victorians are the ones who mapped out where everything goes and and where its proper place should be. And that that goes to handshakes as well. Absolutely. Everything needs to know. And uh, they they were the same with with women in that period. You know, um, it was unacceptable for a lady to shake the hand of a male stranger for example. However, if it was her husband or a suitor or um, someone within her social circle, she could shake hands with the gentleman. However, a gentleman could never offer his hand first. The woman must initiate the handshaking in the Victorian period. Right. And what's this high up handshake, which women would often do? Their hand would be kind of held up at a high angle. Yeah, I I don't quite understand that. I know that in the early Victorian period, the the woman, the lady would produce her hand held quite high. Whether that's for it to be kissed by the gentleman, um, mm. I'm not sure. But even sh- the shaking of the hand was done very high. Nowadays, handshaking is quite low, and it's gotten increasingly low since the Victorian period, to the point where we kind of shake hands at around waist level, would you say now? Yes, we do. Yeah. And, and Victorians too, very strong lock eyes. That's, you know, strong hand rates. Shake their hand and look them in the eye. Well, I'm a big man on that now, Tom. I, I don't think it's acceptable to be shaking hands with people if you're not 
locking eyes with them. What do you reckon? Absolutely shifty. 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 Yeah. What are you hiding there? Yeah. What's going on? Um, A listener pointing out that the Italian for left is sinistra, as in sinister, say no more. Um, There are seven unique types of handshake. Yeah, um, according to me, I've tried to count them, Tom. Um, I'm going with seven. Listeners might feel that there's more, but it starts with the downward palm. This is a person who comes up to you and shakes hands and insists on putting their hand on the top position. This is where we get the expression gaining the upper hand from. Um, The upward palm is the opposite. That's when you are submissive and you introduce your hand at a lower position. The neutral is in the middle. And the dead fish, of course, is famous. This is when you shake hands with someone and it's a very limp reply that you get. Very unenthusiastic. This is someone who is not committed to really engaging with you in any real or meaningful way. The double-hander, this is a very excited and enthusiastic person. You often see politicians doing this, Tom, you know, when they... When a prime minister greets a foreign head of state at number 10 Downing Street and they go in for the double-hander to show, oh, I'm really enthusiastic about creating an alliance here with you. Um, the pump, not a fan. I've uh, met a few pumpers in my life. Yeah. They will pull the hand off you. Don't like them. Don't like them. Um, we mentioned locking eyes. You also have the look away as one of your sevens. Yeah, the look away. You're deeply mistrustful of well, them, aren't you? Well, what the, what this says to me is when someone shakes your hand and they're not looking at you, they're often looking over your shoulder. And it could be in a social context. Like, do you remember parties and pubs and things like that? And people would be looking over their shoulder to, to see who the next person is. It's um, For me, it's a mark of disrespect. You're not in the moment and you're not with the person that you're shaking hands with. You're looking yeah. for something better. Do you think the handshake's going to recover from 2020 or will, will 2020 go down as the year when handshakes just stopped? I'm worried that it might be a dying tradition, not just because of the pandemic, uh, Tom, but you have to think, I mean, we've had all this talk about the vaccines and everything today, the the news from America. And, you know, even if the vaccine does come, I worry that there is going to be a culture of fear and suspicion that will long outlive uh, a vaccine arriving uh, into our mm. lives because people are still going to be very cautious. And it's funny, at the beginning, you mentioned at the top of the item that, you know, it's a bit awkward when you go to shake someone's hand and then you remember suddenly that we're in a pandemic. But I think people have gotten used to it now. And mm. when you meet people, there isn't even that awkward moment anymore. It's just assumed no. that there's no physical contact. And for yeah. me, that's worrying because we've almost become... Uh, completely desensitized to how unnormal it is not to have any human contact anymore. Well, hopefully it'll all come to an end soon, Simon, and I'm sure once it does, we'll we'll re-embrace each other uh, with alacrity, hopefully. Uh, Simon, thank you very much for joining me as always. That's how the handshake changed the world.